I heard a rumor you never shoot an unarmed man. Whoever started that rumor didn't eat my beans. Then I guess it's lucky for me I'm not unarmed. Seeing as I'm eating your beans. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community, Season 2, Episode 23, A Fist Full of Paintballs. And I am so happy to be here today, Mike. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Before we get to the Spaghetti Western, though, let's do our opening bit of Outsourcing Mike's Bits. And here's the good, good shuffle that Ben cannot hear in the moment. Oh, baby, I think I saw some waveforms on that one. I've never been more disappointed by having to do this bit because I really want to talk about this episode, but <laughs> that's so fine. So what you're telling me we, is just we can, vamp, huh? We can, we can do this. I'm just going to drink my rum and coke while you pull your crappy card, and then we can talk about whatever <laughs> crap. Unless the card says, what do you think about season two, episode 23 of Community of Fistful of Paintballs? In which case, good. It, it does not say that. Okay. It is it is one of those conversation cards that doesn't lead to a conversation. So here we are. Challenge accepted. Hit me with that. Also, useless in the context of this podcast, which is a comedy podcast. Describe your sense of humor in one word. Good morning, Greendale. All smashed into one word. Um, just listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. You can, you'll figure you it find out. out. We don't, you uh-huh. don't need to tell. Like It's going over there. Um, um, well, I mean, this, this is okay. This is the worst. This one's bad. This one's not, ex- this, this does not conversate a start or start a conversation. This one, this one is absolutely the worst card you have ever pulled because <laughs> this is, uh, the 23rd episode of the season in the second, the second season, season. <laughs> we have been doing this pot. We started this podcast in January of 2021. In the before times. Uh, sorry, 2020. But yes, in the before times. Oh, right. <laughs> so I didn't realize time has it, no meaning It anymore. literally didn't cross my mind that you said 2021. <laughs> I don't know how time works. We Who does? started this in January 2020. We've been doing this for literally over a year. We had a previous podcast yeah. that we did for like three years. So... If you don't know what our style of humor is at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I will say, welcome anybody that this is their first episode. Uh, (laughs) Interesting choice, but welcome. Um, My sense of humor is goofy. Like, Uh, Same. Although, also, I think if I'm going to break it down. Well, you um, can't. It's only one word in the sense of humor. Okay. Um, well, then <laughs> I suppose I suppose I probably shouldn't shut down the conversation that was happening in, to the to the detriment of the, like the card is like actively trying to get you to say one word. And I should probably not shut down the conversation. The single word is. Um. Okay, let's let's back up here a second. Okay. You bought this deck of cards. 
designed for podcast interviews. So yes. let's pretend for a moment we get Academy Award winner Jim Rash here on this podcast. <laughs> oh, J- trust me. If Jim Rash is on this podcast, these decks are not coming anywhere close to me. Uh, he shows up and he's like, uh, oh, geez, I started looking up something in Google and my <laughs> search came up with what happens when you lick a battery. And I forgot we had that conversation. Um, so let's let's say that. Um, oh, this this stupid, this stupid card set. Let's say let's say Academy Award winner Jim Rash comes sure. on our podcast and we're of like course. Jim Rash, awesome, happy to have you here on this podcast. We finally done it. We did uh, it. Y- you're here. We're we're gonna. We don't we don't want to ask you the same questions every other interview has ever asked you. Uh, Academy Award winner, winner Jim Rash. We want to do something different. And then I'm like Mike, pull that card. And then you pull the card, and then the music starts. <laughs> you gotta and start then, the music. And then it goes, describe your sense of humor <laughs> in a single word, Jim Rash. And then he's like, <laughs> hilarity. And then we're like, great, and nice to have you on. Excellent, uh, thank you for your time. Do you have anything time. you want to plug? Academy Award winner, Jim Rash. And then the podcast is four minutes long uh-huh. and because neither of us um, have follow-up questions that change the subject in any way whatsoever well we can't we because were all it's a single just kind word of work off of it it is a single word we are legally prohibited from from having any further conversation <laughs> he says his word and then we're like thanks for coming on the show i mean if we and wanted then, to do that we could just pay for a cameo and just where he exactly. says a word Okay, let's let's pay for a cameo to get Academy Award win- winner Jim Rash to say hilarious, and then we'll just splice it into the episode, and then we'll be like, we had him on the podcast, all right? Because I'm, I'm, he he answered the question. I, I'm I'm looking to see if he is on cameo because it would be very funny if we could do that and use Patreon <laughs> money to do it. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, no Jim Rash that I can see, although we could get Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. Well, um, or Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec. Okay. I mean, he's pretty cool. I like him. I feel, I always feel bad for him because like Jerry's not a bad guy. Right. And then everyone, everyone craps on Jerry. But he's getting that money on Cameo. He's getting that good money. Yeah. I guess like, when you win Academy Awards, you don't need to be on Cameo because you're already right. just Scrooge McDuckin yes. into, into <laughs> Always money. Scrooge McDuckin. Now what's A-B-S-M. Gonna... Always be Scrooge McDuckin. Although we could get Charlie Coons. Uh, okay. Uh, Neil. We could get Neil. Okay. Let's let's get him to be we'll like, we'll be like, we have him on the podcast. Ooh, ooh. And then or, we say, get, or we could get J.P. Manu who I believe is the Dino Ganger later in the series. Okay, yeah, close enough. It's basically yeah. it's and basically Jim Rash. I mean, that's only 40 bucks. <laughs> Sweet. Best 40 bucks I ever spent. Good good job us. Um 
That so I know I know you like you you just toss those cards the moment yes because they're the all garbage and then that, I throw them away you read them um, I'm gonna suggest that that one you burn <laughs> that one deserves to be sent to hell um, well, as a as a card designed for interviews I cannot stress that enough <laughs> um, it is not it is not the single word answer deck. It is the what the heck deck, <laughs> right? To be fair, what the heck doesn't doesn't really give you a, uh, a word <laughs> limit. I'll say that. Um, but we it is warm here in Portland, so we did pull out the uh, the fire pit. So now I have a burning location to do so. Once the uh-huh. the, the the burn notice has, has you know the burn limit has gone up because it it uh-huh. will it will probably cause a wildfire and <laughs> only people that that are showing uh, gen- uh, determining gender do that. Uh huh. Yep. So let's talk about season two, episode twenty three, a fistful of paintballs. Now that we've wasted so much time on that stupid card, when we could have been talking yeah. about one of my favorite <laughs> episodes of Community of all time. And my fa- oh, not to go into early grades, uh, I do love the fact that you're like, boy, I really just want to talk about this episode, but we gotta talk about this card that's awful. Look, that I don't make the rules. Uh, I, I'm pretty I do, sure Poddex makes the rules. You well, bought them, what? and now now they control you. Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, but they did include a chip that they that said uh, place into the base of your skull, and I did that. And uh, now I just really want to talk about the what the heck deck. Uh, so yes, um, a fistful of paintballs. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spoiler the grades right away on this one because there was a tweet going around maybe last year maybe the year before it was all about it was like what is what is the most perfect episode of television that happened in the last 10 years right and i was like a fistful of paintballs that is my answer this episode of community is Almost entirely perfect. I have one small gripe, which we will get into at the end. But wow, we got. I love that this is, episode. That is put a pin in that one until the end. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep them listening. If if I say you right can, now, you can't start with grades because at that point they're like, "Well, I know what they think." I don't need to listen to the rest of this. <laughs> These two anyways, this dinguses. this episode rules. I I love this episode. It starts out in the hallway. Neil is being chased by the bully Mike. It's another round of paintball, mm-hmm. and the prize goes to the last man standing. Annie jumps down, saves Neil's butt. She gets introduced as Ace of Hearts, and she's wearing a cool Western getup that like uh-huh. really rules. Yeah, I'll leave it, it at is, that. It is a hundred percent a spaghetti Western and she's like kick the guns over to me and then he she grabs her gun he slides them over says you gotta trust people uh neil says like hey can't you just leave me one for something we're friends we played dungeons and dragons together she's like that was a game this is paintball and shoots him also real confusing for anyone who came into this show uh and did not get to see the D episode because it got pulled from hulu and netflix uh that's gonna be real confusing um 
Uh, we then get Anyways. the opening credits, which are like uh, looks like a basically a spaghetti western movie uh, set of movie. Oh credits. yeah, it's they, it's got they go a hundred percent in that spaghetti western, and it's wonderful. the The visuals on this are perfect because it's got that little bit of like judder from like what you'd see in like an old projector. Um, it's got the film grain. It's got like it's got everything. It yeah. looks one hundred percent spaghetti western. We are in it. Yeah. Well, speaking of like spaghetti westerns, I feel like I should like, and I I tweeted this uh, yesterday, but I feel like it's important to note that we had all of us as a society had a lot a lot of time. Those of us uh, mm-hmm. during this quarantine that you know was at home quite a lot, which is not everybody. I recognize that we had a lot of time to become movie people, and what did we do? We watched The Mandalorian a lot. <laughs> I mean, so okay, I actually had to sit down and think about it because um i i so i have uh, adhd and so sure. paying attention to things uh is not my strong suit and so when i'm like not full on energy or you know when i'm stressed or whatever watching something new is kind of difficult for me because I am expected to pay attention to things. Sure. Whereas if I just watch Futurama for the 900th time, I've seen it so many times. Like I literally fall asleep to Futurama all the time because I've seen it so many Mm -hmm. times. I don't need to pay attention to it. My brain can shut off and it's great. And I love it. Futurama is great. Except for when we were covering Futurama as a podcast. Back to the Futurama, which you can find on your podcast apps. Uh huh. I did not watch Futurama for pleasure for three years while we did that. I'm it was sorry. all work. I'm sorry we ruined Futurama for you in that time. <laughs> uh, so now community so yeah, is I'll the just, same. <laughs> I will just rewatch the same things. And so last year, when it's like we had all this time stuck at home, I was like, okay, what did I actually watch that was new? And I watched the last ep- uh, the last season of Shit's Creek. Okay. And I watched uh, the uh, documentary 13th, which was a lot. It was a lot. But important. Important, but a lot. uh Uh-huh. And I think that was it. Like, everything else I watched was just like re-watching Party Down for the 100th time. Or You're the Worst for the 100th time. um, Or BoJack Horseman for the 100th time. Sure. So in the entirety of those 12 months, those were the new things that I had watched. So like, I'm not going to beat myself up for not becoming film buff Ben over here uh-huh. because like, I don't have that much. I, I can't pay that much attention. Sure. No way. Yeah. I, I just got really into the Yakuza games where Kiryu punching just tigers and whatever. Punching tigers. Uh, literally at one point threw a bull to the side, like grabbed by the horns and just thrown. It's like, wow, I don't think you could do that as a person. Um, yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. How familiar are you with spaghetti westerns, by the way? Very, so it's funny. My my grandfather uh, used to watch a ton of westerns. Like, um, He had some hearing loss, of course, because, you know, as you as you get older, you lose some of your hearing, especially if you've been working in carpentry and all those different trades. Um, So he liked to listen to them really loud uh, so he could hear it. So we all also heard it very loudly. (laughs) Um, Uh So I've heard a lot of Western. Okay. Okay. But have I watched a lot of them? No. 
Um, I've seen a few because I took a film class in college. Uh, and we talked about Western. Ah, yes. I, um, we, I have watched, uh, what is it? The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Okay. Which I think is classified as a Western. I don't remember what we watched in film anymore. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've seen a couple, but not not generally my sort of genre. They move a little slow for me. But, sure. um, you know, but just, you know, I think it's good to to sort of set that groundwork because the entirety of this episode is absolutely riffing on 100 spaghetti western uh it's so good so annie got uh jumps into the science lab through a window um she heats up a can of beans and we get a little <laughs> flashback there's a lot yes. of flashbacks in this yeah. episode she, she she uses like she's staring at a spork and it goes back to in time where she was getting a spork for her ice cream uh, at the greendale last day of school hoedown and picnic um, the dean is thanking Pistol Patty's Cowboy Creamery for sponsoring the picnic and says that they're going to end the year with a quick game of paintball assassin. Uh, as everyone kind of panics and like, uh, except for Jeff and Britta, who kind of share a, 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 a fond glance at each other. I wonder what that's for. <laughs> it's for the uh, sex. Ah, uh, sex nostalgia. Sex it's, nostalgia. It's a thing. Um, it's, uh-huh. The dean's like, okay, I know last year everybody's a little worried about last year, but we, I know what the mistake was—the value of the prize. I've been assured that that problem's been fixed. So come on over, Pistol Patty, and the mascot, uh, P- Pistol Patty, which is just this big ice cream, big old ice cream cone with uh, like a cowboy hat. Yeah, because you know what? What better uh, mascot for an ice cream <laughs> company? Comes to the microphone and announces the new prize: one hundred thousand dollars in cash. And everybody just kind of stands there for a moment like, what? And uh-huh. before anybody can really finish processing this, they're like, go for it, and blows an air horn. It's very funny <laughs> yep. to me. So so there is $100,000 cash on the line. A lot and, of cash uh, for college that is kids. A, that is, a t- as somebody who uh, is in the process of buying a house, as we speak and looking at all the numbers involved in that. <laughs> sure. Let me tell you what I would do for a hundred thousand dollars cash right now. Um, actually I will I, not I, be. Yeah. I apologize I everyone for the just 20 seconds of bleeping that we just had to do. Uh, ben was very explicit in what he will do. <laughs> um, this is a family podcast. So th- um, that bleep, uh, I know it hurt your ears, but it was very important to do instead of leaving it in. Uh, so yes, uh, it, it cuts back to the present. Annie has a whole system of like cans on wires to like alert her of things. One of them sort of starts rattling and she, she goes to investigate and turns around and Abed is there who is introduced as the Jack of clubs and he's dressed in a poncho, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. The costuming in this episode alone is phenomenal. Wonderful. Um, like they, like they are so a hundred percent on the spaghetti western train that everybody looks the part. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, so the the thing the thing that really makes this episode great is that we've had a lot of uh, homage episodes to various genres, uh, particularly in this season, um, but even even still a couple of times in the first season, and all of those are like. You know, they're they are homages, but there's still that sort of air of community about them. Like they're still college kids. They're still, you know, going to to class and 
you know, I mean, like the zombie one, they're all in Halloween costumes. So, you know, it's a zombie movie, but it's like also kind of not. This is just like, whatever. We've we came up with a flimsy pretext for them to all be dressed in cowboy attire. Go. Don't ask questions. (laughs) And and that just kind of leads on. That leads on for through community where you just stop asking questions. (laughs) Uh huh. The costuming is great. The, the cinematography is phenomenal. All the little introductions of like, yeah. you know, Abed shows up and you get this like very stylized picture of him with like Jack of Clubs and like the sound and everything about this is just like, it is very clear that the people who made this episode from top to bottom knew their spaghetti westerns because it is so good it is so well done and also that they've been planning this for quite a while (laughs) so they're like okay Uh we're doing this if it does feel Uh, like one of those episodes that probably took a lot longer to film than some of the other ones (laughs) um very well done so uh abed is eating annie's beans and they exchange some some banter about uh there's a lot of banter in this episode that I'm pretty sure neither of us wrote down. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I mean, it's, it, it is so just over the top spaghetti Western of like, cause you know, Abed's like, or Annie's like, says something about how no one eats her beans unless, in, unless they've got a gun or something. And Abed pulls out a gun and he's like, well, it's a good thing I've, I'm packing because uh, I'm eating her beans. Yeah. It's and like, like <laughs> great. Like it is, it is so over the top. Uh, Western shtick that like, yeah, I, I didn't write down most of it, but this goes throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Um, so good. But uh, while Abed's eating the beans, he uh, mentions that Jeff wants to see Annie and she's like, and I want pants, but we don't always get what we want. Cause yeah, she's, cause she's really not wearing much of pants in this episode. Yeah. Cause I think in the, the, uh, the, uh, the flashback, she's wearing a skirt or a Mm -hmm. dress and she must have realized that it had to go (laughs) for the paintball game um because the flexibility the movement the etc etc um she said uh he does say that they have a good hiding spot in the library which she'll be safer in and then we go directly to the library where chang and jeff are being attacked jeff is introduced as the king of spades as he makes a joke about the math club not getting uh dates um chang has a plan though and he he's like hey i'm asian (laughs) his his plan is literally just to constantly defect to whoever he thinks is going to win which is pretty classic chang i think you know what i don't even think he thinks that they're going to win he just wants to be not shot (laughs) he's just like i'll defect to whoever at any time i mean you know as as far as uh as far as plans go maybe not the worst i don't think it's the best but like i mean spoilers he does last until the end of the episode (laughs) i mean every group needs its toadies and so if you just get the guy who's willing to defect (laughs) he will he'll be a toady long enough to get you you know a little further along before he inevitably defects to someone else which he does multiple times in this episode Uh, yeah, they're they're fighting the math club, and Abed runs in and and manages to take out the math club. Chang does get away though. He does get away, uh, and Annie's like, "Oh yeah, sure, this is safer than where I was." And what do you want, Jeff? 
And he's like, what do we all want? Ammo. Because apparently this has been going long enough that uh, there's maybe an ammo shortage. I mean, that definitely fits in the Western world, too, because, you know, you, you've only got so many bullets and then you got to you got to you got to save those for the right opportunity. We also find out that Pierce is holed up in the cafeteria and there is uh, an exchange between Jeff and Annie where uh, they they're arguing about Pierce because Jeff calls him a jerk and Annie says that he's a jerk because we exclude him and sh- and he replies we exclude him because he's a jerk mm-hmm. and last time I checked you were the only one feeling sorry about it and then we get this flashback to them what looks like uh, playing poker or cards sure. of some sort uh, Jeff is dealing out a bunch of cards and um Pierce walks in and everyone looks uh a little uh little shocked that Pierce walks like they feel right. a little guilt they look a little guilty I would say right um uh back in the current time of the paintball game uh Pavel runs into the library being chased and then gets taken out by an unseen competitor who's wearing spurs um he is named he he's not named until a little bit later but he is the black rider um, and he is played by Josh Holloway from Lost, where he played Sawyer. Oh, okay. I did not watch Lost. <laughs> Based on some Twitter, <laughs> I re- I know. Um, yeah, I started. A, I accidentally started a whole freaking discourse on on popular media yeah. in the 2000s. I did today, notice that. So. <laughs> I did mm. notice that. Uh, well done. Um, but yes, he. I have not. I have also not watched Lost, but I am also not asking about the discourse around <laughs> Lost. Um, but yes, that is. I wasn't, it wasn't just about Lost. So okay, my my whole right. thing. My whole. So this Enough morning, about Sarah this and I. Full of paintballs. It's time to talk about Lost and Sopranos. This morning, Sarah and I were talking about Game of Thrones because neither one of us has seen it. Sure. And I was and I like, think at this point, you're probably right to have not seen it. I was like, it is. It is. Uh, wild to me that like the big media like event of the 2010s was game of thrones which is just full of violence and incest and you know all sorts of death and nasty things and then i went on this whole thing about like how it's weird that like throughout throughout tv like you've had these big like media sort of uh events where it's like it's the thing everyone's talking about you know it's the thing everyone's watching and how there was a time where uh you only had like three channels so you know uh whatever the biggest thing was in the time slot was huge like i think mash had one of the biggest uh the the mash finale was one of the the most watched tv events of all time at the time um and then you have Game of Thrones and then you have this weird middle bit in like the 2000s where it's like everyone suddenly like has cable, but we're before social media. And so it's this thing where like I was like, is there a thing? And I asked Twitter about it and Twitter replied with uh, Survivor and American Idol, which I was like, oh, yeah, no, that oh, probably yeah. tracks. Uh, American Idol. Um, I forgot about American Idol. Right. Because that's that's the thing. You right? did get six replies out of this. <laughs> You've got um, a lot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the thing because like, 
you don't you don't have to have watched American Idol to like have heard about what was going on in American Idol at the time. Sure. You may have known the names of people who won, although I've forgotten them all because that was 80, 40 years ago at this point. Um, I feel like Kelly Clarkson won one of them. That sounds right, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I, I think went on Daughtry this, I, did, too. I went on this whole thing uh, about that. And um, one of the things I did propose was maybe Lost, because I remember a lot of people trying to get me into Lost at the time. Um and a lot of people being really hyped up on the internet about the lost finale, uh, and then being not hyped up about the lost finale after it happened. So, um, so yeah, that was that whole thing. I, I, it was, so the funny thing about that was I was sitting down to watch the, the episode and I was like, cause I was like, okay, well I'm going to watch that. And Sarah's like, cool. I'll go, I'll go back into the, the the other room and then 15 minutes later i'm still furiously typing in replies on twitter because i accidentally got a whole conversation going with like four different groups of people Mm. and then she came out i'm like yep instead of watching the episode i'm having this conversation about the discourse um it's not even a conversation about the things that you're talking it's about the conversation about the conversation that people uh were watching so wow yeah it was a whole thing all that to say i have not seen lost why did we mention lost oh because the black right okay got it the black writer wasn't lost all right right i'm back in it now okay um he says that he's the guy who's gonna win and pulls out dual paint paintball shotguns and chases them a little bit they narrowly escape and abit's like does he even go to greendale he's good looking like network tv good looking which Jeff, as a repeated theme throughout the rest of the episode, has issue with. Right, he's got um, some. He's just got some issues with. Uh, you know, let's let's just narrow that ne- or uh, widen that. He's got some issues that he should talk to a therapist about. Yes, uh, <laughs> this is when um, Britta shows up. Ah, um, uh, Britta's in this. She- <laughs> she is introduced as the Queen of Spades. Uh-huh. Um. Shirley is also there because they have teamed up. Uh, Shirley is introduced as the Ace of Clubs, and she is dressed as like an old Western preacher. Yeah, uh, and it is so good. Like I love it's very this good. choice. <laughs> I, it's not. I will say it's not my favorite costume in the group, but it is. It is like top two. It's very. It's good. so good. Uh, and then Troy pops out of a trash can because he's also been waiting to ambush them. Uh, he is introduced as the king of clubs and he's dressed as sheriff bart from blazing saddles it's awesome (laughs) i love it it's so perfect it's so good speaking Um, of a movie that cannot have aged well enough for this moment uh uh-huh i i watched it uh, a couple months ago and it's it's a bit rough Um, (laughs) i can imagine still still very good but it's a bit rough um it was probably progressive for its time and that time is not now so but uh, still very good like mongo just pawned in game of life it's very important to me that mongo knows good. he's just pawned in game of life we find out that uh this trio has been deputized by pierce um and with the power vested in them as deputies Jeff Winger is under arrest. There is a sign behind him that says that he is wanted 
Uh, gay and alive reward 20 paintballs. Yep, that's definitely a Pierce thing. To which Jeff looks at the drawing and he's like, my forehead's not that big, right? And they all kind of go, eh, and then Troy responds with, it's not small, which is, <laughs> there's just something about the delivery of that that just cracks me up. He's, because It's so wonderful. <laughs> he just, he knows the way to say lines in a funny enough way, but doesn't take anything away from it. I love it. He Because he's, he's not like, yes, your forehead is huge. He's just like, I mean, it's not small. He doesn't want to start anything. He's just like. I'm not going to lie to you, though. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. But, you know, um, so as they're being arrested and brought back to Fort Hawthorne, uh, Jeff is like, well, you know, are we actually going to really trust Pierce? And Shirley Bear's like, well, he's been really good this game. There's a safe zone where people can eat or drink or pump their breast milk. Um, And Britta says that it's better than being picked off by the Black Rider. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which they do call out that uh he's like why why is he 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 doesn't even like ride anything and troy's like i don't name people annie i'm a deputy i just deputize (laughs) it's it's so wonderful um to enter uh fort hawthorne though they do have to surrender their guns and starburns is also like oh and your your drugs and your drugs just put Uh them in here (laughs) um and it's an old i wonder how many people that has worked on that bag seemed kind of full, my man. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Fort Hawthorne is like an old-timey saloon with a with somebody playing old-timey uh, piano. And you got Vicky dancing and Garrett dancing. Um, and Pierce I, welcomes I love, him to Fort Hawthorne. I love the detail of Vicky as an old West saloon dancer. And like she's got the costume and everything. And she's just... She's just up there doing that. And like, I mean, later I, they say that she is a dance major. So, you know, it's, it's uh-huh. what she's, she does. But it, it's just, it's so good that like, just the details in this episode. <laughs> it's I mean, so good. I, I could spend literally all episode just being like, oh, that the, the details in this episode are so good. But it's true. Like having Vicky as this like old timey saloon dancer is just, it's so good. It's also um, good. I agree. Um, Pierce Pierce emerges from the bathroom to welcome them to Fort Hawthorne and that they'll discuss business over dinner. Tonight we feast. So he's he's got this whole fort uh, where he, he basically is, uh, he accidentally stumbled his way into this because he realized people would roll some paintballs under the door in order to use the restroom. Sure. Um, and so now he's built this whole sort of empire just based on that, which honestly, like, impressive. Not not a bad way to do it. I mean, he he is he is a businessman. Um, it's he, true. Pierce Hawthorne sucks in a lot of ways, but he is a businessman. So it's true that that way he's just going to siphon off the resources for him. Uh huh. So I guess he still sucks, but you know, <laughs> in a in a. In a way that capitalism approves of, though. That's true. Um, at dinner, everyone has the most wonderful meal that they could find in the vending machines, including Twinkies, which are wonderful tonight. Uh-huh. Like, did you actually look at the food on the plate? It, it's looks, like like, a, it looks like Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Twinkie cut in half, resting on a bed of, like, Twizzlers or Red Vines or something, 
um, something very like gummy sort of texture. And I'm, and it looked like like, they were also getting fruit punch, which was coming out of a, uh, somebody was walking around (laughs) with a carafe. I believe it was Miguel with a carafe of fruit punch. Uh huh. Wonderful. Uh, Just tremendous. Right. But that's, that's the thing that like, like I said, it's the details that make this episode because they did not need to put, they did not need to intricately cut a Twinkie in half and rest it on a plate of red vines. But they did. Um, But they did. And And we thank them for it. Yeah. It's (laughs) so perfect. (laughs) It's, it's so good. Like, like you said, the details on this are very important and very good. I mean, community is always very good on the the details, but this is just like, I I feel like this is an episode where there's just so much going on. And the fact that they nail all the details in everything going on, just, it it becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Agreed. Yeah. Pierce at this dinner says that he knows how to get enough paintballs to finally win this and that if they if the the study group goes and gets those, they could win and split the prize seven ways. Uh, he can't send his goons to do it. They'd never come back. Um, and then they have some back and forth, including some surprising uh, Pierce and Vicky resolution after the the election episode where they've gotten to know each other, um, which I found very fascinating. Like legitimately uh-huh. after ruining the election for Vicky, she's like, she's a dance major. She loves it. If you get to know her. <laughs> it's like Pierce got has gotten to know Vicky. I I love that. I just I wrote that down because I was like, wow. I didn't. You know, I, I never really picked up on that. That like being a arc, but it, there's an arc there. Uh-huh. There there's there's a whole like arc between Pierce and Vicky that we just don't get to see. It all happens yeah. between episodes, like between episodes or at Fort, Fort Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Um, Pierce says like summer starts tomorrow and for the rest of you it's for one night stands and pool parties for me it's counting down the days until next fall i just want to do this for the group and then we flash back to the card thing where everyone has chosen a one card out of two uh five black cards and one red card i do also want to point out that uh he does say that we trust each other because we're a study group and then someone's like, look, you kind of acted like a villain this year. And then they all sort of mumble a bunch of stuff that he's done. Um, the only p- the only bit that I really picked out is that uh, Abed does bring up that he uh, that Pierce Hawthorne raped the Duquesne family. Oh, which, yes. Uh, yes, that is, is rough. It's rough. And it's a thing that he definitely did in that D&D game. You, can, you cannot say he did not do it. Um. So... You know, uh, that, but they're right. I mean, I think we've yeah. talked about this before, about how in, in season one, Pierce is just kind of a, a bumbling old racist man right. who, like, sucks, but he... It's not that... I don't... I wouldn't, I'm not going to say he means well, but I don't think he means explicit harm most of the time. Right. It's it's more of in, kind of like an uh, like a consequence of actions that he may not have thought through completely. Right. And then here in season 2, there have been a number of episodes where he is just like outright hostile. An ass. Yeah, he's hostile who, to the rest of the group. Who who does definitely have uh uh negative intentions. Like yeah. it is no longer oops, I did something stupid. It is 
I am being a dick to you and I'm enjoying it. And this is all on purpose. I mean, there's the whole so, yeah, episode. He's of the absolutely been a where, villain. You know, he basically tortures the rest of his group. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're not wrong. He has been a villain this year. Yeah. Um, then we get the, the flashback, which uh, the thing I, I, I didn't notice for many, many rewatches of this is that all the cards are the th- the things that the uh, members of the study group have been called out as. Right. So, like, the one red card is Annie's Ace of Hearts. Right. Um, and... I didn't I didn't realize that's what they were doing. Like it took me like three or four rewatches. Yeah, it takes like, it takes a few oh, rewatches. It's okay. it's really clever. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise they're just like, oh, they're just introducing the characters as like, you know, cards because like it's just like a sort of, you know, old timey saloon western sort yeah, of thing it's a to saloon do. Saloon western thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then it's like it has an active like discussion in the mm-hmm. narrative of the, the episode it's that small detail is so wonderful i think right um so we don't we don't find out what these cards actually mean just yet right um uh, because the group is going to find the ammunition that pierce has talked about and he is like worried about how the study group is her family if they start picking and choosing and jeff's like i get it where do we stop right which um you know i it is sort of the theme that we've had throughout this season right. is like this idea of like, they are simultaneously a little too codependent, but also they are sort of a like chosen family right. sort of thing. Um, but and I think, also the fact that Pierce also sucks. So right. like get rid of him. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's important to know, you know, like even though you have a family, you can still choose p- bits and pieces of it to say, no, this is not a good relationship for me to continue to to right. to look at. So I think I I understand where both of them are coming from, but I think that the, you know, the elevation of one's uh, you know, mental health and, and you know, the it, like it is important to have a group around you that loves you and wants you to succeed instead of Pierce who is actively trying to to sabotage you at almost every turn. Right. Um I mean, you know, if somebody, whether whether it's a friend or like a literal family member, if they show up to a D&D game I'm running and is like, hey, Fat Neil, go kill yourself. I'm going to be like, all right, cool. We are done now. Yeah. So <laughs> get fair. out. Yeah, that is like, it is a you, you, you sh- uh, family is just as much as relations or chosen as like a shared value and telling mm-hmm. somebody to kill themselves is not a great value I've found. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm family can be great and all of that, but like you know, uh Annie's worried about the whole idea of picking and choosing. Well, guess what? I would have picked and choosed and choosed chosen i would have picked and chosen it's the choosing and that family member can get the hell out uh stop being a dick to fat neil um his name's neil he can his name he is can neil. Just be neil although so, Annie does shoot neil in the first section i mean it's a game you know he's having they're having a game Annie is 
over here, Chang saying something, and he's being sentenced to a pretenzi's death after betraying the cheerleaders as they get ready to execute him by firing squad. And he sneaks in and takes all of the cheerleaders out before they can they can do that to Chang. Um, and Chang's like, can I join you guys? And they're like, no. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, and runs out of the room. I also love the fact that the the rest of the group like I don't remember I don't remember who specifically does it but someone walks in and they're just like whoa because Annie has taken out this whole squad of cheerleaders single-handedly yeah I think um, it was Jeff that says that because like there is later a moment where Abed is like she's being really cool today like <laughs> just calling out that like putting Annie in like this this spaghetti western paintball match just makes her a real cool person yeah like she's become a real badass it's amazing right she is so much more badass than like anything else she has done (laughs) in this entire show up to this point literally everybody else is mostly themselves annie is like in it oh yeah she is she has taken this idea and just run with it and i love it uh, Annie's run out of ammo, uh, so to chase after Chang, uh, he uh, she grabs a gun from Jeff. Uh, they he fo- she follows him into the anthropology classroom, but he's gone, and the Black Rider comes in behind her, disarming her, and then they kind of flirt a little bit, ish. Uh-huh. Yeah, kinda. there's tension. There's some sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to shoot her in the foot with her gun, uh, but it looks like it's all blanks. Uh-huh. Her gun that was Jeff's gun. Dun dun dun. Uh he then pulls out his own gun, but then Jeff and Abed come in and the Black Rider takes Annie as his human shield. He does also during their like flirting bit because she's she's trying to ask questions about who this guy is. Uh and he does mention, I get paid to shoot paintballs, honey, not the breeze. So he admits here that he is he's he's a pro he has been brought in right he's being paid he's a ringer he's a ringer exactly um so uh so yeah he's whoever this guy is he's a he's a ringer mm-hmm. um and so yeah there's there's a uh a whole firefight where uh annie is taken hostage she like elbows him and then they they have the fire fight and he mm-hmm. runs out of the room. Cool slow-mo happens. It's real cool. Everything is real cool here. Nobody gets hit by anybody. <laughs> mhm. It is it is pretty cool. Less less spaghetti western here in this moment cuz it's got it was, some it's yeah. got a little bit of like bullet time almost. Yeah, it, it did go um, a little matrixy. <laughs> it it goes a little matrixy. Um which, which is fine. I I'm not arguing against. It is cool looking. You know, I like The Matrix. I think it's a very fun movie. Um, you know, fun, full of violence and whatever. Sure. I think it's a great movie. But The Matrix did ruin about 10 years of film. Sure. <laughs> because because you do you do bullet time, you revolutionize bullet time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Every everybody wants to be The Matrix. Movie. Every action movie needs bullet times and um, uh, it even was it moved, ramping. It, it um, even went into video games with Max Payne. 
Yeah, you wanted to like be freaking Max Payne was just like, let's do bullet time. Like, you know, somebody's going to look everything. at the dates on that and be like, Max Payne came out three years, but like, okay, fine. <laughs> no, Max Payne was definitely after that. Okay, let's um, let's do a double check. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up right now, baby. No, and not Max Payne, the movie. Uh, the first Max Payne came out 23rd of July 2001 and the matrix was 1999 so i was i was worried there for a moment uh okay so So yes the matrix it turned into video games the 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 matrix basically ruined 10 years of film uh specifically like action film um but yeah it's like you couldn't you couldn't go to anything action oriented without being like then like everything's a like and it was bullet time but it was worse bullet time so you're like look be as good as the matrix or don't do it you gotta do it well (laughs) like with all things in film if you're gonna do it you might as well try to do it well and if you're not gonna do it well then go be a b movie and be laughed at on mst3k so uh yeah there there is a little bit of matrix in here um but again, it's pretty is is okay, especially for a TV show that it's, generally it's doesn't do action. Television. <laughs> I'm not ex- I'm not expecting that shot of Neo on yeah, the yeah. roof, like doing that like weird bend backwards. I'm not expecting that. Yeah. The for fact that they did it at all and it television. worked fine enough uh-huh. for a show about a community college. Good good job. Why good does work. a show about a community college need bullet time? Like. <laughs> Yeah. It should just be it should just be like weirdos studying for like sure. biology or whatever. Now, now here let me just offer you one thing. Somebody fires a like in one of the episodes if they just did like somebody firing a spitball at the front mm-hmm. of the the and then the teacher has to do bullet time to get around it, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> it does make me think of that episode of Arrested Development where they're doing the like save our bluths thing. <laughs> And it's like trying to get people to to like, like in universe, it is trying to like the the Bluths are trying to raise a bunch of money, but as a meta concept, they're trying to get you, the viewer, to <laughs> yeah. introduce the show to your friends. <laughs> and there's a shot where it's like, put on your 3D glasses now, and then Job oh, throws yes. a tomato. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing you just described made me think of that because it's like, why would this show about uh? family who had everything and lost it and the one son who was good enough to bring them back together (laughs) why would that need 3d glasses ever and then they're just like we shoehorned in job throwing a tomato because Mm -hmm. every like at that point throwing everything in in the kitchen sink in there is just like get something in there somebody somebody likes somebody has to like Uh something we do god that show's so awesome Um, we should do that next I do love Arrested Development. It's it's very good. Um, they have this firefight with a little bit of Matrix in it. Annie drops the bomb that Pierce loaded Jeff's gun with blanks. So there's a mystery afoot. Like, why would he do that? Afoot. Uh, Shirley, Troy, and Britta run into the dean's office and hear some groaning from a cabinet. It's the dean. He's been hit by a lot of paintballs. A lot of paintballs. Also, we did see this earlier, but I didn't note it until now. He does definitely have a cowboy vest in a Dalmatian sort of uh, pattern 
God, I like, love community. You, I you love could community say, so You could much. say it's like, it's sort of like a spotted cow leather sort sure, of thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. It is, it is a callback to the Dalmatians. <laughs> I love that community just calls back to it relentlessly. It's uh-huh. so good. I mean, because they find him in in his uh, in the closet in his office, and there is a big stuffed Dalmatian in there too. Like he's been, he needs comfort in this time of the, danger. The fact that they are just low key dropping the the Dalmatian stuff uh, is is great. It's like it tremendous. all stems from just like him watching a YouTube video and being like, Once. "This better not awaken anything in me." And boy, um, does it. And then it's just like repeated, like, here's the thing. Here's just like, so good. I love uh, this show. Yeah, The Dean. <laughs> it's so good. This show that we like and do a podcast about. It's so wonderful. It's great. I love Who it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? The Dean does wonder how this whole thing happened again. Um, and a- after some, uh, some, uh, the the group is trying to get them. Where is the extra paintball ammo? He's like, it's over there in the closet. The keys in my pants, and kind of like inches his hip over in his, to in his shorts. He, oh, he's wearing shorts. some short shorts. Yes. Well, I mean, and you know, it's comfortable. It's summer. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta get the gotta get the breeze going. So he kind of like inches his hip over towards Jeff, and it's like, fine, I'll get the key out myself. Uh, I do also want to point out when he's like, "Why does this keep happening?" He does specifically say, "And what kind of ice cream company does this?" Because that's important. For that next is an episode. important. Yeah, it's important. Um, so they they open the door and it's just all the ammo and guns from last year's ep- episode and paintball extravaganza. And he takes the tiger print machine guns. Like I'm going to have a conversation with Pierce. And this is, and when, this Abed is when Abed says, Abed's yeah. like, she's pretty awesome today. Because you know what? Hard agree, Abed. Hard agree. Uh, Fort Hawthorne though has been torn apart by the Black Rider. Leaving only Vicky still dancing. <laughs> She's Annie's like, why are you still here? And Vicky's like, I can't go back out there. This is the only life I know, which is just it's so good. Like, I love I love that Vicky just kind of gets added as this like background character. And then just every time Vicky comes back, I love it. I love yeah. Vicky. She's great. Nails it out of the park every time. It's so good. Uh, Pierce kind of pops a, a surrender flag out of the bathroom made out of probably TP. Um, and and she, she, he comes out and he's just like shooting around him. He's like, why was Jeff Guns full of blanks? And then he gets chased out of Fort Hawthorne and is surrounded by the rest of the group. And they, th- there's a lot of yelling and I don't remember exactly what they said, but he's like, oh, so once again, I'm the bad guy and they're all like yes and uh they he's like look it's a game Annie I didn't mean anything by this and she's like fine it's a game let's play she tosses him a gun so they can have an old-fashioned western standoff uh Pierce is like so you want me to go away and you guys to win just like always um and Troy's like we're always nice to you Pierce uh, he he does say, look, that's this is the group's favorite thing. Three days ago, I walked in on you guys playing cards without me. And then this is when Annie says, we weren't playing cards. We were voting and we were voting about you. We were taking a vote on whether or not we'd invite you back to the study group next year. Lucky for you, it had to be unanimous. There was one holdout, one red card. And 
based on the uh, introductions we get earlier, we know that that one red card was Ace of Hearts, Annie Edison, yes, who was the only one who voted to keep Pearson. So everyone else was was getting ready to just kick him out. So It's true. Annie and Pierce start to prepare for the standoff, and this is when the Black Rider approaches, because you can hear his spurs. Who wears spurs during paintball? <laughs> the Black Rider. That uh, that just seems so inefficient. Like it does. It, it he seems to be fine with it. Uh, Jeff's like, hey, let let. There's a situation going on right here. Let us finish it. And he's like, cool. But once that's done, I'm going to take you all out. There is still some like veiled like you're not very handsome or average handsome stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like Jeff is Jeff has issues. <laughs> right. I do also want to call out the music when they're getting ready for this standoff it's it's all the like trumpets and everything it is so spaghetti western yeah it's oh it's so reminiscent it's so good um and so they they get ready to do the duel and then pierce suddenly has a heart attack and the study group is just like ah it's fine he's faking it and the black rider's like, no, I, you got, you guys are cruel. I mean, look, he's old enough. It, it could be, it could be real. You guys are all terrible. And then Pierce, like he kneels down to Pierce to make sure he's okay. And then Pierce shoots him in the stomach with the paintball gun. And then they're all like, told you, dude, like they knew what was up. <laughs> and then he, he takes one of the black rider shotguns. Like if I'm out of the group, then you're out of mine <laughs> and I'm winning. It's like whoa. That was a pretty. That was a pretty decent Pierce Hawthorne. I got. I don't say. like when that. Said, I don't winning. like the fact that I've got a pretty de- decent Pierce Hawthorne. <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. If they want to recast me in the movie as Pierce Hawthorne, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> You're gonna uh-huh. have to age me a little bit, but you know I could probably pull it off. You you could play uh, uh, Pierce Hawthorne from the past. The Ooh. movie will have some time travel in it. Like because mid, you know, like mid thirties uh, Pierce Hawthorne. I'm uh-huh. in Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe got all up in the time travel, and now everyone's doing it and ruining. Why not the, next the community cinematic film. universe? So now you, it'll have some time travel, and yeah, you can be you can be Pierce Hawthorne at thirty, and then uh, perfect casting. Wouldn't cast per- it any other way. Yes, indeed. And as long as that ca- that check cashes, I don't care. <laughs> uh huh. You will have to say some low-key racist stuff. Just as long as, look, saying. sometimes you, when you're an actor, you have to be the the character being portrayed. Okay. All right. I'll um, put it that way. Again, as long as the, the check clears. Cool. <laughs> uh-huh. I will and have an IMDb can... for one thing and one thing only ever. <laughs> Uh-huh. Young Pierce Hawthorne uh, will be your one credit. <laughs> oh, man, it's like the show. Let, can they have a Young Pierce Hawthorne show? Could I be the main in that? Uh-huh. A whole spinoff. Yeah, that's exactly what the community fandom wants. Is Not, not a movie, not more seasons. They right. want Young Pierce Hawthorne, the spinoff show about Pierce Hawthorne when he's 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, not that young, but fine. <laughs> which what? So he's, he was, uh, like in his sixties in, uh, 20, 2010, I think. Sure. So, uh, like 30 years before that would be like the eighties. So you'd be just doing a ton of cocaine constantly. Hey man, as long as that 
Cassius. <laughs> Me as young Pierce Hawthorne, you as I don't know this the uh, uh, like my my right hand man at Hawthorne wipes. I'm cool. Okay, we could do let's, that fake cocaine together on television, my friend. Let's 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 pitch that to Dan Harmon and see what he thinks <laughs> about this idea uh, that has to, absolutely has to start us two (laughs) nimrods who don't have any prior acting experience i do have some uh stage experience okay um it was in high school but i have had experience (laughs) perfect we we've got this uh there is is, between us uh, we have acting experience we can say that truthfully perfect this is this is exactly what uh the community fandom wants uh (laughs) i will not hear any arguments to the contrary so uh uh-huh uh uh circling back to the the worst what the heck deck card ever what is our style of humor hashtag young pierce hawthorne because it has to be one word so if you turn it into a hashtag it becomes a single word so hashtag just, young Piers Hawthorne. J- just remember to capitalize it because then uh-huh, it'll Camel be better case. for people mm-hmm. with screen readers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. There we go. That's our that's our that's brand our of humor. humor style. Yeah. Hashtag uh-huh. young young Piers Hawthorne uh, is the, the brand of perfect. It's going to be exactly go as well. good as Young Sheldon. Let me put it that way. So yeah, it'll uh, be on NBC while Young Sheldon's on CBS. It'll be great. Uh huh. And NBC then ABC needs- can have young whatever ABC has. I don't know what ABC has. Did they do Alec McBeal or was, no? That was on Fox. That that was Fox. Um, uh, best ABC show of all time. Gonna Google that. Uh, best ABC shows of all time ranked by fans. <laughs> lost young <laughs> lost guy. <laughs> Um, speaking of speaking of all like how does that come up as number one especially with all the things that we've been talking about the discourse in the 20 the 2000s young agents of shield <laughs> they've you, done that uh, in the mcu young modern oh, family okay uh-huh i see you're on the same list that i am um ranker.com slash list slash best dash abc dash shows dash of dash all dash time Young, young happy days. Young nineteen sixties Batman. So <laughs> I would watch that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You got to get someone who can really do a good Adam West impersonation. Yeah. Of him in his like teens, young, young Bruce Wayne, young home improvement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of a community tie-in, who young who's the boss? Perfect. Young Drew Carey show. The thing ooh, we've always ooh. wanted young is watching Shark Tank. A, <laughs> the th- the thing we've always wanted is seeing who who perennial dork uh uh Clevelandite Drew Carey was um in in his teens that's what we wanted we yes, want to know we want to know who who drew carey was in his teenage years um, young whose line is it anyway it's not on the list perfect but that, that would be perfect i love that show that's such a funny show i i think i just like improv but like improv in a way that i c- is not like in my face about it <laughs> like if it's improv, a lot of it's improv like, is we need some audience uh-huh. participation i'm like oh no i've done i've done a bad thing 
Uh, the anxiety. I, I remember going to a blue blue man sh- or a, what is blue man group show, uh-huh. and they went into the audience, and there was a guy near me, and I'm like, oh my god, I hope this doesn't happen for me. I'm so terrified. <laughs> it didn't. It was just nearby, but I still freaked out. As that's that's I think the day I realized I do have anxiety. I just I should probably do something about that. And then 20 years later, I did something about it. <laughs> uh, so yes, Pierce runs off. Um, which is what led because you did a, you did an accidental Pierce Hawthorne Im- impersonation, and then we oh, dreamed right. up a whole spinoff based on on that, starring you as young Pierce, Harth- well, Pierce of Hawthorne in the eighties, doing a bunch of blow. I'm so, fine with it. I'm sure you could make that funny somehow. Uh, the black writer pulls out a cell phone and he 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 calls someone up and he's like, "Yeah, I'm out." Uh, some old guy pretended to have a heart attack and then shot me in the gut. Uh, yeah, I don't care. That's your problem. Uh, we find out that he is just, he's taking a class online just so he qualifies for the game. Uh, he was paid to be here and win so his boss could keep the money. It's and so much bigger than just an ice, ice cream company. Mm-hmm. He also mentions that he has Coldplay tickets and Annie is like, Coldplay? And he's like, too late, bean allergy. You blew it. And yeah, because uh, she mentions she has a bean allergy because yes. she's like her chest is getting red. Fr- it's getting mm-hmm. flushed. And she's like, it's sure. bean allergy. And then I, th- then you blew it is, is a, a fart joke that I'm uh-huh. taking it as. Anyway, outside, Chang is yelling for an alliance to join. Again, he's still uh, uh, blindfolded. So he's just kind of running around uh, just willy nilly looking for an alliance. And the ice cream company van opens and a Gatling gun decimates him with paintballs. And then the van back opens and there's like, it looks like the stormtroopers are coming out from Star Wars uh-huh. in paintball gear that emerge. And the ice cream mascot says, no Greendale student can be allowed to win the game. Initiate plan B, total invasion. And then we cut to what amounts to the tag. It's not really a tag so it's much as a preview. a preview for next episode where the paintball game continues um there's a lot going on i'm not going to go into any of it because it's, it is actual uh shots from right the next we'll, episode yeah because we'll do it next week <laughs> so we will we will get there um and that means that now it is time for great so i'll go first because i've already yeah. spoiled this i love this episode um, yeah it is maybe my favorite episode of Community of all time. Um, it is, uh, I, I'm I'm serious when I say it is basically a perfect episode of television. The one complaint that I have with this episode is that it does not actually finish, and then we get to a sure. part two where there is a spoilers sudden genre shift. Sure, and I'm like. Eh, I think I think you guys uh, flew a little too close to the sun on this. Okay. Um, I think it would have absolutely been, like I mean you would have had to rewrite it so that it actually concludes in this one episode, or I want them to kind of keep the western thing going into the next episode, which might may have been a little bit too much uh, spaghetti right. western all at once. So I'm I'm not going to say that there's necessarily a great way to resolve that. And it's also a complaint that I think a lot of other people don't really have. That's sort of my own personal complaint sure. about it. Um, 
otherwise, I, I actually do think this is one of the most perfect episodes of television uh, of the 2010s because I don't have another single complaint about it. Everything else about it is so perfect. And the thing that's really great is that I feel like the first paintball episode I mean, you do get you do get the the Jeff and Britta sleeping together thing, which sort of resolves that will they won't they? Sure. So there is a little bit of like actual plot and character development. This episode does it better though, because it's that culmination of the Pierce as the villain arc we've had all season. And so yes, it is this it is this very stylized. Uh, spaghetti western paintball fight that also manages to still have a story about the study group and about how they are sick of Pierce and they literally voted what would that be uh, one to five right or in a in a like five to one decision uh, that they wanted Pierce out but it had to be unanimous and so that's right. literally the only reason he's in and that Annie is the sole thread keeping him in the group and that's all a lot and it's all it's it's well told while we have this ridiculous story about a a paintball assassin spaghetti western (laughs) thing with the perfect style and the perfect details and the perfect costume and a, a plate of of uh uh twinkies on a bed of red vines everything about it is perfect other than that whole like it doesn't quite finish. So obviously, I give this an A+. I give it an A++. It is mm-hmm. one of if not the best episode of Community. You you could definitely make arguments for some other episodes being better than this, but boy, I love it every single time. Like every rewatch I have done of Community, I get sort of a little bit of a dip uh, a little bit before this episode where I'm like, yeah, they're not bad. But like, you know, there's better. And then this episode hits and every single time I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love this show. Right. Because it just, it gets me so jazzed up for the show. It's so good. I cannot say enough nice things about it. Um, A plus plus, um, A plus with a smiley face, uh, Mm. 101% uh, extra credit exclamation point. It's good. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i have to say <laughs> a plus a plus 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 it's good um yeah i i don't have any disagreement you there i don't i don't know if i have the same complaint about the way it ends like it's a pretty standard you know you know cliffhanger and then kind of like a the tag being a way of like hey there is going to be a resolution to this um i i i mean i certainly think it's it's fantastically made it's wonderfully you know, written shot, everything is just exceptional. So I'm, I'm with you with the A plus it's an exceptional 24 minutes of television or whatever many minutes it is. Um, I don't, Boy, and they fit so much stuff. In they this really do. Minutes, huh? Um, I don't have, like I said, I don't think I have the same complaints as you because I don't, I don't see a way that you can extend the, the Western, uh, homage another episode i think that would be too much and i'm sure and spoiler alert it kind of turns into a star wars motif in the next one Mm -hmm. which i think is a really actually a surprisingly rational place to go with it 
because there is so much Western in Star Wars. Sure. In the DNA of Star Wars. Uh, again, now we're just talking about next episode, so I'm pre I'm a week <laughs> ahead, grades. Uh-huh. Um, this episode's fantastic. I agree 100%, or I guess 101% with a plus and the extra credit and A++. I'm I'm the, the teacher from Christmas Story r- going around the room, mm-hmm. just writing on the wall, plus, pluses. Plus, 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 My, plus. Literally, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. the scene in that movie I love the most where I will stop and be like, everybody shut up. I need to listen to this. And then just like, okay, you can go back to having a good Christmas, everybody. Um, I literally will stop my family. I, I think they, they're like, not to go on too much of a diversion during my own grades, but my family is like, you've watched this three times already this Christmas. It's like, and do you want to watch it again? Absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. It's it's on TBS all day, it's, all day. It's twenty four hours they, of a Christmas they story. Stop. I'm gonna watch it. They do not stop. They, you got to okay. watch all of them, or else Santa won't uh-huh. live Whoa. another year. Okay, um, <laughs> it's it that, that escalated wow. quickly <laughs> <laughs> for a movie that not everybody watches. Um, anyway, I totally agree with you. This is a fantastic episode. So many great touches. So many great like details that you can dig into that it's just and the fact that they fit all of this into the it's just it's simply incredible um a plus plus 101 percent however many pers- extra credit points you want to give it a fantastic episode of television mm-hmm. it's it's 100 points and then a bonus point a bonus uh extra credit point for the twinkies on the red vines um sure. extra credit uh but we want to know what you think about this episode uh, about what you think give us one word of what your type of humor is one word only or you could give me one word about my purchase of pod decks it's dinks uh-huh yeah sounds great let us know if you would watch a series called young pierce hawthorne uh hashtag young starring, pierce hawthorne starring mike uh takes place in the 80s about a 30 year old pierce hawthorne mm-hmm um, doing probably a lot of cocaine. And once you all sign uh, sign the petition that I'll be uh, starting, um, <laughs> we'll send it over to NBC and we'll see what they do. Uh-huh. Clearly, they are just waiting for more community. <laughs> to- Wait, you know what? You know what NBC said? You know, we really went downhill when we canceled community and then uh-huh. Yahoo picked it up and then they canceled it. But you know what we could do? We can get those community fans back by giving them the one thing that they want. Pierce mm-hmm. Hawthorne, but you know what they really want? Younger Pierce Hawthorne, sexier you know, Pierce Hawthorne. We we could just do what Yahoo Screen did, which is invent a whole new streaming platform and sink eighty percent of our money into this one show, and then when it doesn't work out, fail catastrophically. Perfect. We could just do. We could be. We could do the Yahoo Screen thing. It'd be great. You know what? I think we need to get off this podcast so we can talk about logistics of that. You know what they say? You got to spend money and fail catastrophically to make money. Exactly. Speaking of making money, we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama, where if you felt that this episode warranted some money, uh, you can subscribe. We've got bonus content there, including live episodes we do once a month. Uh, we, we have a bunch of, uh, pre-show. We, uh, we, we do some warm up. We do stuff. a whole lot of nonsense. If, if you like, if you like, if you nonsense. good morning, Greendale nights, uh, it's basically that in short form every week. Um, 
if you want to get in contact with us about any of those topics that we talked about, you can do that by sending us a tweet at Good Greendale. You can find a contact form on goodmorninggreendale.com. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. We got to go write a pilot episode for young Pierce Hawthorne. Um, yes, indeed. And and I we do hope that everybody is doing well. I know that in the Northern Hemisphere, we're leaving, leaving the winter and moving into spring and everything's kind of nice and warm, at least here in Portland. I know uh, it's it's wonderful. And I hope you're you're doing everything safely and getting out there and getting the good sun in your eyes and probably other places as well, I suppose. Um, <laughs> boy this has uh, D- depends on depends on how many clothes you've got on well i mean there is the taint tanning thing that they did on sawbones i but... was gonna i was not gonna bring up the taint tanning thing but i was thinking about it um <laughs> oh i knew you were thinking about the taint tanning my friend um <laughs> this how did this go out of like way off the rails anyway my point is we love you very much thank you for coming to whether the or not you have been doing any taint tanning um just we love you anyways you know, your body is your okay no i'm just this is, I've, i i've lost it we love you very much uh be be safe if you're taint tanning be safe regardless of what you're doing we love you very much and thank you for coming to the end of this and we hope we put a smile on our face uh and until next time i'm ben and i'm mike i, I wish, wish you luck, luck. <laughs>